Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It is 7.23, and I hope you got your big girl panties on and your big girl, big boy boots, because we're about to step into it. Uh, she put this story out there. She did this research, and whew, I don't know if I was ready for this. Data journalist, watchdog, educator, the one and only Mary Jo Webster from the Star Tribune is with me right now on your good neighbor station, Mary Jo Girl, did Hello. you have to hit us? Did you have to hit me like this? I mm. wasn't even going to renew my Star Tribune subscription until I read this story. I was like, let me give Mary Jo all the money uh, because we needed this story. We needed this data. It was hard to swallow, but it's a pill that we have got to take. Tell me about this story on zoning and segregation. And this ain't something that happened down south. This is not Alabama. This is not Mississippi. This is going on in Minnesota. Yes. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, It is a a difficult story to swallow. Um, I I learned so much on this uh, that I felt like I did not know what was going on around me. Uh, So the story is how Twin Cities housing rules are keeping the metro segregated. And basically, we looked at how zoning is residential zoning throughout the entire metro 102 cities we gathered data from all of those cities put it all together and measured how much of that residential land is zoned in a way that only allows you to build a single family home as the permitted use if if you wanted to build something else it would have maybe it would require a conditional use permit or something some special permission But mostly these neighborhoods, and this is 73% of the residential land, most of these areas are restricted that that is the only kind of housing you can build there. No no duplex, no triplex, nothing else. And this has been going on for decades. This is decades old. This is not something that, that, you know, it just happened and we need to catch it and fix it. This has been going on right under our nose for years. Yes, and and what's really difficult to swallow is that it does have a dark history going back about 100 years, uh, but it has become the norm for a lot of people in our society that this is how we set up cities. This is how we how we arrange things. And um, and that that was a really amazing thing when I when I first learned that this kind of zoning stemmed from 
the Supreme Court ruling that you could not have white neighborhoods and black neighborhoods in your zoning code. You couldn't say that that was how it was done. And so city planners around the U.S. came up with this other style, single-family homes in one place and the multifamily housing somewhere else. God, that is racially explicit discrimination. I mean, you can dress it up, you can put lipstick, but that is still a pig, Mary Jo. Well, unfortunately, the, the Supreme Court ruled that it was not racially discriminatory back in 1926. Well, you know, in 1926, in 2021, it's two different things. You know, and, and it's time that we fix this. We've got to revisit this. I, I mean, and this is the thing. You, you, It's not just where you live, but it's the schools. It's the opportunities. Um, it, it's, it's where the grocery stores are. It's where the coffee shops are. It, it's where, you know, the city and the state put value. And, and, and so much value is put into where the white neighborhoods are and then the black neighborhoods are left out and left behind and, and then folks wonder well why is there so much crime why is there so much violence because there's no hope because there's no investment housing is so important it is the center of everything it's where your kids are going to go to school where you mm -hmm. are where you can get a job how far away you know can you get a bus there can you drive there um uh everything now, now, Mary Jo, how how did you guys start working on this story? Because you know we talk about the the, the redlining, and you know it's so funny because you know I talked to people who, um, you know, this this past uh, two Februarys ago before COVID, uh, Henry Lake put on a Black History Month panel, and we talked to uh, some Minnesotans, um, and and they were talking about how they were the first African Americans in, in certain communities, and you know how redlining kept their families from. Uh, being in, in certain neighborhoods and, and, you know, their white friends would go and, and, and do the work for them and then they would move in and then the neighbors would be shocked because here comes a black family and they, they thought it was a white family, but they, you know, at that point they couldn't deny them because everything had, had, had been approved. And, and so we hear these stories at our church, at the barbershop, um, you know, and, and I've heard them with Henry at the Black History Forum that, that we put on down at, at Cambria uh, right before COVID. But how did you come to do this story and, and put it together for the Star Tribune? So way back in 2018, you know, a lifetime ago, it seems like. Girl, I was going to say, when was that again? Last century? <laughs> yes. Um, the city of Minneapolis uh, went through a big debate and ultimately chose to eliminate all of its single-family zoning and allowed duplexes or triplexes to be built in any part of the city. And at that time, the city reported that about 70% of their residential land was zoned for that only that single family home. And so we got to wonder, well, what is the entire metro? What's the number for that? And as I said, it, it, the number we get is at least 73%. There's some parts of the metro, particularly in the exurban uh, suburbs, uh, where it's 80, 90, 100%. Um, there's also areas that we just, we can't see because cities are using um, special, uh, something called a planned unit development and it's a custom zoning and we really couldn't tell. So that's why we're saying at least 73%. And it might be more. It might it be higher. Be yes. Okay, what, 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 you know, this is the thing. Okay, and I tell people this all the time who tell me there's no racism in Minnesota and I say down south where I'm from in Texas the racists are very proud they, they will walk up to you and say 
uh, we don't like your kind. We don't want you here. Go back to where you come from. And, 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 and you know, they, 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 they have their Confederate flag on their trucks. You know them. You see them. Uh, and, and they're loud and proud. But in Minnesota, we have something I like to call foxy racism. And the fox will play with your dog right before he eats them. And your dog thinks he has a friend because he will, you know, run around and chase. And before you know it, that, that, that fox will eat your dog. And it's a foxy type of racism um, where you don't see it coming. Um, it, it's not overt, but it's there. And it is still doing the same thing that the Klan is doing. It's keeping black and brown people from living their best lives, achieving their goals, um, and, and uh, amassing wealth for their family. You know, you talk about home ownership. The biggest asset many of us have is our house. It's where we live. And, and you start limiting where people can live and, and, and devaluing communities and neighborhoods, then I don't have anything to pass on to my children and my children's children. And you know, the thing we we didn't write about in this story, but I, I hope we will get to soon, is that it's actually making it harder for anybody to get a home, buy a home. We mm -hmm. have um, the land prices have gone up. We, we're using that land, you know, we're dedicating so much land to one kind of housing, but that's not necessarily the kind of housing that everybody can afford. And increasingly, our state is increasingly older people who may be, maybe can't afford don't want a large house with a big yard mm -hmm, or, mm -hmm. you know or people of color who can't afford that huge down payment or mm -hmm. um, young people who have a lot of student debt hanging over their head um, and there needs you know the, this there's a, a lot of directions that you a lot of ways you can look at what zoning is doing and um, we're already hearing that state from state representatives that they want to start tackling this issue. Just today, Representative Jim Nash, a Republican yes. from Carver County, is mm -hmm. calling for a housing affordability commission to reconvene, and it's directly in response to our story. Um, he, he called it a sobering assessment of the adverse impacts to housing affordability and access caused by the current housing policies at the local level. And tomorrow morning, Representative Steve Elkins, a Democrat from Bloomington, he's having a press conference to talk about some legislative proposals that he's going to be putting in. Um, so this is going to be getting discussed, it sounds like. Well, this is the thing. It ain't like they didn't know it was there. Why did it take your story and us being embarrassed for them to say, this is wrong and we need to fix it? They had decades to do this. It's not like you just stumbled up on a breaking news story that nobody knew anything about. This has been going on for two or three generations. Yeah, I, I wish I had an answer to that. And I, I've seen some messages on Twitter today that, hey, this is not breaking news. This is not new. No, it's not new, uh, but it's still an important story that needs to be told. And that's why we published it. Well, girl, I tell you what, y'all put y'all foot in this one. I'm telling you, if you are not even subscribing to the Star Tribune, it's worth your few little nickels. So you can click on this story and not get the paywall. You need to read it. Mary Jo Webster's story. And we can't forget Michael Corey, my friend, because he was right there with you doing this story. How Twin Cities housing rules keep the metro segregated. Decades of zoning policies that prioritize single-family homes have perpetuated more racially explicit discrimination. Mary Jo, thank you so much for hanging out with me tonight. I know you got to run. Um, but I just appreciate your time. I appreciate the story. And, girl, I'm going to be front center at this press conference because I want to hear what they got to say. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. 
All right, and look, I know you're going to have some follow-ups because I know it's a bunch of stuff that you didn't get to include in this story. So you make sure you come back because I, I want to keep talking about this. I would appreciate that. Invite me back. I will, girl. I got your phone number now. I'm going to be calling you. It's like, hey, okay. what you doing? What you got on? What you drinking? <laughs> All right, Mary Jo, thanks for coming on. Thank you. Good night. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.